Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. Hard to believe that we're already in October and, uh, you know, the fall season is in full swing and we've got a lot of softball taking place. And, you know, there's a couple of things on my mind that I want to talk about. The one that was brought to me, I had a, a coach reach out, actually a coach and uh, organizational director from outside of the state of Texas reached out to me through our Facebook page and asked me how to deal with a player who was very talented but just seemed to be an attitude problem. And I'm always concerned when we label a young player or a young person as having an attitude problem because one of the things we have to understand is young people are still learning. I mean, we're all learning, right? And sometimes they may have a certain personality trait or they may show a certain trait, but they really don't know they are or don't know why they are. And we don't do a very good job of helping them through it. We label them. And I can remember through 25 years of coaching college softball and five years of coaching college basketball, I had a lot of people tell me that, oh, you may not be interested in that player. You may not want to recruit that player because, you know, she's an attitude problem. Well, is she an attitude problem or does she have issues that she may or may not be able to deal with or know how to deal with or even express herself, right? I think sometimes we have to look deeper than just throwing a label on somebody. And this person reached out. They just, they really like this player. They think she's really talented, thinks she has an opportunity to be successful as a high school player and maybe go on and, and develop into someone that has an opportunity to play at the college level. But you know, she just is exhibiting some attitude issues. Well, that happens. We all do that at times, right? I know there's times that I may not have the best attitude or may not be expressing myself in the best way and people could take it the wrong way. So I think I want to address this a couple of ways. The first way I want to address it is I want to talk as a coach. And I think that as a coach, one of our main responsibilities is creating a culture that promotes the opportunity for our athletes to grow and develop themselves completely, not just athletically, but mentally and emotionally, and their attitude, okay? When I think of players that I may have coached along the way that exhibited negative attitudes or I was told they had an attitude problem, you know, one of my first thoughts was always, why is she exhibiting this personality trait or why is she struggling with her attitude? And I think that it's important for us as coaches to ask that question, right? Do some back work on this player or do some back work into what may be causing them to exhibit an attitude problem. There could be lots of reasons for it, right? There could be lots of reasons. Some of it is, you know, 
some of it is softball related and some of it's outside the softball realm. You know, they may have a lack of social skills. They may not be able to communicate well with the people around them. You know, we have to look at that side of it and say, okay, does she feel socially awkward? Therefore, does she protect herself or put walls up to protect herself because she's uncomfortable in her surrounding and with the people around her? That's a definite possibility. And I think we have to take the time to, to look at that. And if that's the case, we want to work with them on being social, being able to interact in a positive way with their teammates. I go back to something I've said here a number of times. I think coaches' responsibility is you have to create a level of expectation. You have to create the parameters for which you want your team and players individually to work in, right? We have to do that in the workplace also, right? We create parameters and expectations for employees. Well, it's no different. As a coach, we need to do that for our athletes, okay? You know, is it that player that, you know, throws her helmet or throws her glove or bat? We just have to explain that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable to, to lose control of our emotions and take it out by throwing equipment. That's just not what we do. We can't throw a fit, right? We might have done that at a young age, but we also learned at a young age, most of us did, that's not acceptable at home. So it shouldn't be acceptable on a team or in the workplace. So I think it's important that we define our expectations and define to our players what the parameters are for their actions. Everybody says kids are different today. I don't believe that. Kids are kids. Kids are still in a learning stage. They're still in a developmental stage. And I think that maybe some of the ways we are developing them have changed, or maybe some of the tools we use to develop them have changed. But I don't think the kids have changed. I think they still are going to push the limit with their actions until they know the defined parameters for which they act in. I think that it's important that we do that. You know, are there other defining factors that could be causing an attitude problem? Does she not truly understand the concepts of being a team player? I think that we've created that as a whole in the world of softball for a long time with the showcase mentality, right? We created this model where it doesn't really matter if the team does well, as long as each player is showcasing themselves and they're having success, right? We created this model and put these players in it, and then we complained because they were selfish and they were individual or they had an attitude problem. Well, we created that. We created that mindset because softball is still a team sport. It doesn't matter if Susie goes four for four. That's a great day for her. But if the team doesn't succeed, 
that performance is kind of overshadowed. Obviously, in baseball, we've got the Aaron Judge race to 60, and he reached that not long ago. And I was watching a game, and the game that he hit his 60th home run in, top of the ninth inning, he hits his 60th home run, and the stadium erupts, right? Everybody's excited for Aaron Judge. But the score was still 8-5. to five. The Yankees were still losing. There still was a lot of work to be done after that. And, you know, next three hitters did their job, and pretty soon the bases were loaded, right? And then Giancarlo Stanton steps up to the plate, and he hits a walk-off grand slam. Kind of steals the limelight from Aaron Judge's 60th home run. But... I don't think Aaron Judge was as upset about that as he was happy that Stanton hit that walk-off grand slam and they were able to win the game. And, you know, that's where I look at it and say, yes, this is a game filled with individual achievements and accomplishments. Absolutely. But when it comes down to it, it still matters that the team has success, that everyone understands that they're working together for the team to succeed. And I think we, we've created a culture where we create jealousy. You know, Susie's in the lineup and Susie gets two hits and she's doing a great job. Well, Mary's sitting on the bench because she plays the same position as Susie and Mary gets mad. Because Mary wants to play, and Susie's having success, and that means Mary may not get to play. Mary needs to understand, huh, got to go out and get your job done. You know, you might not be able to play that position, so maybe work on another position or maybe do something else that's going to benefit the team. I can speak from personal experience. I had six college at-bats. I didn't play a lot, but I had an opportunity to play for three years, and I had an opportunity to coach on that team for two years. I have a couple of conference championship plaques being a part of that team, and my memories on being on that team weren't about me not getting to play. They were about the amount of fun that I had with my teammates and the amount of success we had and how much fun it was to be out at the ballpark and getting a chance to play. So, yeah, I had to learn how to throw BP. And, you know, I was left-handed, so I threw a lot of pregame BP when I knew there was going to be a lefty on the mound or when our head coach knew there was going to be a lefty. I learned how to try to steal signs in the dugout. You know, there was a lot of things that went into being a dugout player that were still important to the team having success. And I would say that experience really helped mold me into the coach that I was because I learned so much more about the game because I was still engaged in it, but I was watching it. So I think that's important, coaches, when we have a player who might be an attitude problem, how are we engaging her in the game so that she understands how important the rest of her teammates are with her? We deal with it in the recruiting process all the time. Players get so wound up about recruiting and 
They want to be recruited. They want to be recruited. And they will get individualized about it. And we have to remind them, if you're a part of a successful team, you will get an opportunity to be seen by coaches because coaches will come out and watch those upper-level teams play. Just go out and do your job. Go out and be a team player, right? It's not about the fact that you try to hit a home run every at-bat because that's not going to happen. And when you try to hit one, it's never going to happen. You just got to put a good swing on the ball, right? So I think it's important as coaches, if we're dealing with attitude problems, well, and we have to identify the root of it. Is it something that is truly intrinsic to the player? Is it a result of their external environment, right? You know, we may have to take some time and evaluate their home life. It's their parents' role in this. And parents, I talk to you, you know, it's really important that you or us as parents do a good job of developing our children to not be standoffish and not be an attitude problem, but understand that there's a bigger role for them out there. And I think as a player, you know, you got to look at how you're engaging with your teammates, right? We are social beings. Humans are social beings. The circle they're with or the group they're with is very important. And if we're being standoffish or we're having an attitude issue where people don't want to be around us, then we need to change that. You know, and I see a lot of players that team hop, right? And they got to remember that their issues go with them. Yes, there are situations where there's a toxic culture on a team that that will foster a negative attitude. That happens. But a lot of times, players who are identified as having an attitude problem, they have to look at themselves and say, why? Why am I being labeled this way? Because it's going to have an effect on them. It's not only going to affect them in softball, it's going to affect them in school, relationships, the workplace, everything they do. If they don't find a way to identify it and resolve it before it is out of control. So I think it's really important for us, all coaches, parents, players, we look at that, you know, friends. You know, if if you're a friend of somebody and there's been a change in their attitude or, you know, all of a sudden there's something different, be a good friend. Say, hey, what's going on? Your attitude's different. What's the problem? Is there something we need to talk about? Can I help you? Because there's a root. There's a root for it. There's a base behind that issue, but we need to identify it rather than just looking at the player and saying, I don't want to touch her. She's an attitude problem. Oh, I don't want to deal with mom and dad. They're a problem. Do we help them get through that, or do we just push them along and let that problem continue to grow and have a negative 
effect in the future for that young lady. I think we really have to take time to identify that. It's critical in our role as coaches that we spend the time it takes to not just pay attention to what they're doing athletically, but how are they doing mentally? How are they doing emotionally? How's their attitude? Has it changed? I, I reached out, reached back out to the coach and contact me, and I said, you know, one thing you could do, and I used to have my team read books a lot, self-help books. I think John Gordon is a great author and has some great books out there. And one of the best that I think I've read is The Energy Bus, right? You know, talking about getting everybody on the bus together, going in the same direction, and the effect that energy vampires will have sucking the energy out of that group. And that's basically what a person with an attitude problem is. They're an energy vampire. And... You know, we, there, there are ways to resolve that without it becoming a major issue and blowing up a group or a team or being something that person will carry with her throughout her life. So, coaches, parents, players, let's pay attention to attitudes. Let's not be quick to label. And, you know, let's understand that still one of the major roles we have is development, but it's not just development of softball skills, it's the development of life skills. So let's take some time to all work together on that, okay? I appreciated this coach reaching out, and I would appreciate any other coaches or anyone else involved in the game, parents, players, please reach out. If it's something that I feel like we can talk about on an episode, we'll definitely take the time to do it. So I appreciated this coach, and he wrote me a nice thank you back. And, you know, I, it's hard to believe we've been doing this for a year. I get more and more followers from outside the region, which I think that's really cool. It's really cool what we can do with a podcast now to reach people and share ideas. So I hope you all have a great day, and I hope the fall is a great experience for you. And you know, if there's anything we can do to help, please let me know. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball. gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.